Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Braddon. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What's up, you Tennessee Homer? <laughs> hey, babe, what's going on? Oh, man, I'm fired up. More camps opening across the SEC. Mm-hmm. Don't have any coach clips. Well, we got one. We couldn't find the clip because they ain't in the SEC yet, but you're going to want to hear it. So we're going to be talking breakout players, Shane, on this episode. Football's here. I'm doing outstanding. How you doing, brother? Dude, I'm doing awesome. I'm watching these clips. I saw George Pickens with that amazing catch down the sideline. And part of me is like, man, if he would have just done something in college, brother, he would, they'd be hanging banners for him, you know? But yeah. it's it's just that constant. You're seeing the NFL. You're starting to see some videos. I was watching uh, uh, our boy, the the man with the golden hair. He was sending out the uh, <laughs> the the clips of the quarterback. So I'm, I'm watching all three of these quarterbacks play. Like, is Florida legit? One of these guys got to take off, you know? And yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm pumped up, brother. Absolutely pumped up. Got my new book in today, uh, which we're going I'll talk about here in a second I, I just I can't I can't stay out of it Mike I'm just looking at it and I'm like why the hell did he have us so low here you know <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so we're gonna get to all that but uh, real quick Shane we're proud to announce for the second season in a row we're sponsored by Game Time Sidekicks Shane we were so excited to partner up with uh, Game Time Sidekicks last year and it went so well a lot of people ask us Shane how can they help the podcast, taking advantage of these sponsorships. That's the main way they can do it. Head on over to GameTimeSidekicks.com, Shane. And these are tumblers. Shane and I both got our own. Come on, This man. is a small business out of Knoxville, Tennessee. And it ain't a bunch of Tennessee homers, Shane. Our buddy <laughs> Tyler over there, he's a big Florida grad. So uh, the, the officially licensed gear here, Shane. Tumblers. Sippy cups, bottles. They even got dog bowls for them Georgia fans out there, Shane. So head on over again to GameTimeSidekicks.com and use promo code SEC. They'll give you 15% off your entire order. And this is incredibly high-quality steel. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is great stuff. It's it, You'll love it. Shane and I, still to this day, we got yeah. our cups. We use it every day. And these yeah. are great uh, gift ideas as well for, you know, the holidays just around the corner. Uh, we love game time, don't we, Shane? I love it. I love it because it's a it's a solid cup. You know what I'm saying? This right. one in particular I've had for a year now. I take it to work with me. My wife wants me to drink more water, you know, so – when there's not beer in there, there's water. I promise you, you know. <laughs> so I try to get that up, and I just find it easier to drink it if I'm carrying it all the time. But this thing, I can throw it in the back of the truck, whatnot. I mean, it's just ready to rock and roll wherever. And like, like Mike said, if it's something that you're using every single, I guarantee anybody listening to this podcast right now has got a Tennessee or a Kentucky or a Florida cup that they like mm-hmm. to drink out of. If you go to Game Times, not only going to get a good quality cup, but you get fifteen percent off. Just use promo code SEC, and then you can take advantage of that discount. Right, and you can find these at Alumni Hall, Dick Sporting Goods, but only at GameTimeSidekicks.com can you get that fifteen percent off using the promo code SEC. So that'll be in the show notes. And please, if it, this is how you're going to help the pod, take advantage of this opportunity. But all right, Shay, you talked about it there. Yeah. 
Our buddy Brett sent us uh, the pick six previews, outstanding college football. Nobody does a better job than Brett Sianka over there at pick six previews. So thank you, Brett. We're going to deep dive on this bad boy. We're going to have Brett pick six previews on the show to, to talk about SEC projections. And I really want to pick his brain, Shane, on uh, some of these non-conference teams like yeah. uh, North Carolina, Utah, Virginia, Florida State, on and on and on. He'll give us the inside scoop on all these teams. That'll be coming fairly soon. We don't have a date just yet, but uh, Brett has promised that he will return to the show. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. I, I joke that I read one book a year, and this is it. <laughs> Mainly because it's got a lot of pictures in it, you know? <laughs> but I – Seriously, Mike, I, I love everything that they put into it. And I think one of the coolest parts about the book is, like you said, when you're going against an opponent you're not familiar with. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you you mentioned uh, North Carolina. You mentioned Virginia with Tennessee. You know, this this is not a program that I'm ever going to watch again unless they're playing an SEC team. It's nice being able to have a book, something like this, where you can go in there and see. Yeah, without a doubt. Well, buddy, we did have a – Pretty uh, inflammatory comment here. I've tried to track down the video. I've been unable to find it, but we're gonna find it, Mike. We're gonna yeah, dig we're, and we're gonna find it. <laughs> we're gonna find <laughs> if it's out there. We're gonna find it, Shane. But I, unfortunately, I just got to read it real quick. But this is from former Alabama That's and right. Texas A and M special teams coordinator. Now Saban. at Texas, Saban, pull your chair up. Get closer <laughs> to the radio here, buddy. Jeff Banks over there at Texas. Of course, they're playing Alabama week two, Shane. And what did old Jeff Banks have to say about Alabama playing in Tuscaloosa, a place he knows well from both sidelines, Shane? We're just going to play another road game. It's just as hard at Kansas and Iowa State as it's going to be at Tuscaloosa. It's just bigger and more people. Oh, my gosh, Shane. Everybody's hyping up Texas. <laughs> I mean, we got Chris Marler saying Texas is going to beat Alabama. I think Jeff Banks just guaranteed his ass a loss and a big loss here with these comments. I'm telling you, brother, this is a revenge year for them Alabama Crimson Tide. And there's a pe- there's a few teams on this list, but I swear the closer we get to this Texas matchup, the more I think these guys are moving toward the top because of yeah. little shit comments like this right here. This is gonna be <laughs> this is gonna be all over that locker room, and them boys are gonna be pumped up. The fans are gonna be pumped up. This is another kind of situation that like Tennessee and Georgia last year. Like, yeah, they ain't loud, you know, buddy. They ain't been a lot of games one in Tuscaloosa that wasn't wearing a Crimson Tide jersey. So this is yep. just another another feather in his cap. Good luck. Rest, rest in peace, my friend. You know, after something like that. <laughs> Welcome to the <laughs> SEC, baby. <laughs> and what other news item here, Shane, before we get to breakout players for all SEC teams? I just uh, had to talk, touch on this. We've been talking a lot of South Carolina, but they're doing a great job staying in the news Dylan Stewart, five-star, Shane, top 10 overall prospect in the country, number two edge defender in the country. Remember uh, last time we had Rusty in studio, he said, watch out, Dylan Stewart to South Carolina. Again, Rusty proves no one's better. and He don't even cover South Carolina, but he saw this one coming, Shane. But shout out Shane Beamer and company for landing another five-star, a guy everybody in the country wanted out of the, I believe, the Washington, D.C. area, which has been so good to the Gamecocks. But I threw it out there, Shane. I mean, they keep us up. 
they're I, I believe they're right on the knocking out the door of a top 10 recruiting class mm-hmm. all the momentum they got down there in Columbia they utilize the transfer portal extremely well I think Shane Beamer and company I've said it on Twitter I'll say it here and I stand by it Shane I think they're they're going to be in contention for the college football playoffs multiple yeah. times in the years to come and and remember it's not just a four team anymore we're going to 12 teams so that's that's a little caveat there but in a 12 team format SEC is going to get five six teams probably every year there's no reason South Carolina can't be in that contention multiple times under Shane Beamer the way they're recruiting it's everything man you know what I'm saying it's like it's, you can't compare it to Georgia, LSU, Alabama, these guys right here. They can't do it like them. But what they do is they take advantage of everything that they can take advantage of. You mentioned the transfer portal. You mentioned, you know, just the social media side of it. I, I uh, We talked about this at Media Days, brother. Nobody's doing it better than South Carolina right now. They're taking advantage of every avenue that they have to influence these kids because that's what they're doing, soliciting kids to come to your university and play. And and it, that's the buzz. That's, that's what you're creating. You're kind of uh, – I don't know. It's a new chapter of college football, and, and I think Shane Beamer is leading that. You know, because you, you talk – these old heads are going to be gone soon, man. You know right. what I'm saying? The 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 uh, Nick Sabans, the Dabo Sweeney's, all these these old farts. Eventually, they're going to be gone, and it's going to be a new chapter of college football. And and this is this is what it looks like. And South Carolina is leading the charge there. Right. And another reason I'm so confident in that, Shane. I I realize it's only been two years of Shane Beamer, but both years they have exceeded expectations, and that's one of the reasons. I mean, not one of the main ones, but another reason that I put up a little bit lower in my East, they're officially the third pick by the media. I think they were their fifth by me, but I think South Carolina would rather be picked fifth, fifth or sixth or what have you, because both, both years, Shane, they have exceeded expectations. They've, they've gone over on the win totals and done better than expected. And if they can continue that, yeah, I get it. They're not. They're rarely going to be preseason top five or top ten, but it don't matter what you are at the beginning. It matters what you right. are at the end. And again, I think the most impressive thing with Beamer, Shane, the streaks that have snapped. A and M. They literally never beat A and M till last year. Right. Clemson streak, Tennessee streak, Kentucky streak. I mean, he's they're snapping these games, and they're elite in places where other teams overlook like special teams, best special teams in the SEC, maybe the country. And that's how you separate when you don't have the overall talent and depth of a Georgia, Clemson, maybe, you know, throw Tennessee in there, teams like that. But if you, you play winning special teams, you don't make mistakes, that's how you get up there. And not to mention, brother, the buzz. The buzz of this fan mm. base right now is tremendous. Uh, anything that you put out, Tennessee related, anything you put out Kentucky related, anything you put out Florida related, there's about 40,000 South Carolina fans ready to chime in and remind you, you know, so I I think that's one of the best parts because you could be playing freaking Carson Newman College, you know what I'm saying, and and, and you could, and that place would be sold out and electric, This, this fan base is ready to be good. Right, all right buddy, you ready to talk Breakout players in the SEC. I got at least one for every single team. 
Absolutely, man. Absolutely. We all got that one or two that we're ready to ready to see pop, but I'm, I'm right. curious to see what your list is, Mike. And just a little note here, Shane, two things. Uh, it didn't have to be someone new, but I, I did basically someone new for almost every team. And I didn't We'll mention the teams that, uh, you know, quarterback is an obvious one, but I, I don't have quarterbacks either because I think, like, you know, the the one I really wanted to put on here was Carson Beck because, obviously, he's if he does well, he's he may be the biggest breakout candidate in the country. But, you know, you could say mm-hmm. quarterback for basically any any team. Does that make sense why, I, why I'm not going yeah. quarterback? Yeah, no, yeah. I get that. That's easy. <laughs> I thought I thought it was funny when you said that about Alabama. You're doing the yeah. camp questions. They're like, golly, Mike, real real authentic. <laughs> Think quarterback in Alabama. So, yeah, I'm with you here. Quarterback, take that out. Right. So, with Alabama, yes, quarterback would have been the easy answer. But the- did you, well, when you say new, though, are, are we yeah. talking like – I mean, because you, you, there's going to be some – Maybe new names if you're not following the program, but have been there a while. You know what I'm saying? Are you? Did you qualify them? Are you talking just young folks or maybe like freshmen or something like that? These are mostly freshmen and transfers. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So I, I guess again, just like a Brew mm-hmm. McCoy or something like that. We're both expecting a fantastic season from him from Tennessee. It, but every volunteer is it's not a new name you know it's right. something that you would expect but outside you know it's not Jalen Hyatt it's not Tillman you know so maybe maybe that's an- I tried to keep it to players that have done virtually nothing at their current school okay great great yeah no I you like know what that. I mean and and guys that'll contribute it possibly in a huge way this season and and for Alabama Shane I gotta go Malik Benson number one junior college not just receiver, but overall prospect, hearing great things about him. So he tops my list. But uh, Alabama is one where I, I got a couple here. Justice Haynes, a true freshman running back. Yeah. The only reason I didn't give him slam dunk is because they're so loaded in the running back room. So I think he'll play. I think he'll play a ton. But I don't think we'll – I don't think he'll be like a Judkins type breakout because they just got so many other running backs. But yeah. he still could be. I mean, if if he's a beast, they're going to feed him, no doubt. Uh, and then the other one to keep your eye on safety, Caleb Downs, another true freshman, two five stars, two two of the best freshman players in the country. So any one of those trios. But I went with Malik Benson because I like Alabama's receiving core, but it feels like they're missing that elite elite. It's like they got a bunch of number twos. If that makes yeah. sense, they're they're looking for a number one. I think Malik Benson can be that for the new quarterback. Yeah, I, well, I'm I like the running back call. You know, I I, I do think that I've heard great great things on this kid. We got to see him in the spring. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to be an absolute beast, uh, a terror. What do you think they do with him? Do you think is it because it is a loaded room? Do you think it's kind of a hot hand approach this year, or maybe you know certain packages just for him or or how do you think how do you think they they play this out with with that room oh well I think down at Bama Shane I mean they just rotate them by series you know what I mean because they got so many and and they've got you know you want to keep them fresh you want to keep them all all season long healthy so uh, I would imagine it's going to be something like that but again Texas week two I know we just got done making fun of Texas but yeah are you going to put the rock in a true freshman's hand when? That's true. If it's a tight ball game, you know what I mean. But yeah, maybe he maybe he's a difference. I mean, out 
Alabama and Georgia, they get these freshmen. They don't look like freshmen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, you got to put that in there as well. But uh, I think I would imagine they'll start him a little bit slower if I had to guess. Okay. All right. All right. How about for Arkansas, Shane? Something that we keep hearing about their defense. Going to go more man-to-man in that pass D. So they're going to need the corners to do it. They got it in Dwight McGlutherin, one of the best corners in the SEC. They need someone else to step up. I'm going Jaheim Singletary, the transfer from Georgia. He was a five-star, just played one year at Georgia, didn't get on the field a ton. But I think he's a day-one starter for the Arkansas Razorbacks. So give me Jaheim Singletary, breakout star. But two other ones I really like, Shane, linebacker Antonio Greer from South Florida, Mm -hmm. over 200 tackles in his college career. I think he's a day-one starter. And then – I didn't want you to just think I put this guy on there for his name. So I, that's why I put him third, more or less. Isaiah Satania, their receiver, the, <laughs> the track star. I think he could have a huge year. The only reason I don't maybe put him slam dunk number one chain is I just think Arkansas, I mean, with KJ, they're going to be throwing a lot. I'm, I'm yeah. not sitting here saying they're one-dimensional, but I think if they had it their way, they're the best rushing attack in the SEC. Let some of these – you know, Satania, let him take advantage of some play-action situations. I don't think he's going to have like 100 catches or anything crazy, if that makes sense. Yeah, but I, again, I, I'm going back to that Singletary. I think that this was a big get, you know, top five cornerback in the country. And if right. you landed him as a recruit, you know, it, sometimes it gets lost when they transfer and stuff like that. But the kid's still a freak athlete, and I think they're going to take advantage of him uh, this year. So that, I think that's a that's a hell of a list there. Now for Auburn, Shane, could have went any direction here. <laughs> Throwing darts, Mike. <laughs> they're bringing in about 20 different transfers, and they're probably all going to play. But uh, I'm going with – Rivaldo Fairweather, the tight end, Shane, who's a little bit more of a, a hybrid type. He's not your traditional tight end. They're desperate for help at tight end at Auburn. but uh, this So this guy could be tight end slash receiver. He's, he's that type. He's going to catch a ton of balls in this offense. I think he's the one to keep your eye on. And we're still – we don't know the, the status of Jarquez Hunter. So I got to mention – uh, the running back, Brian uh, Batty, they got from, uh, I think, South Florida it was. He was a All-American kick returner. He's, he's Is it Batty or Beatty? Uh, I think it's Batty. I th- oh, okay. I think it's Batty. So he, I looked it up. He's definitely not related to Tyler Beatty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I did too. I think I, I think if it's, if I'm not mistaken, this kid went – no, never mind. No. Never mind. But he, I, he, I went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> Tyler Beatty went to school where – Hugh Freeze came from, but it wasn't mm. like, you know, right, and right, I may right. be way off, but it was like one of them Wikipedia, you know, <laughs> rabbit holes you go down. <laughs> yeah, totally unrelated. But yes. this guy, this guy's a speed demon. He's going to return kicks. He may be their leading rusher. Just like I, me, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one, uh, Justin Rogers in the interior, the defensive line. He, he's probably the real answer, but. Again, we, we're talking breakout. If you're an elite yeah. interior lineman, you know, most fans are not even going to pay attention to what you do because you're, you're causing havoc, letting other people make the play. So maybe that's unfair to Justin Rogers, but I had to throw him in there too. And something Hugh Freeze is so good at is identifying talent that you probably didn't see, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. he, even – a, a name nobody's talking about may emerge week five, week six here. So uh, there's going to be some stars down there in Auburn, and, and I have faith that Freeze is going to find them. Yep. 
All right, how about for Florida, Shane? They signed three standout uh, receivers out of high school. Yeah. But the lowest rated one, again, that really means nothing once they get to campus, but the lowest rated one is the one I hear is already making the biggest moves here. And he did it in spring. He's doing it in training camp early. Andy Jean, remember that name. He could be a day one starter for Florida's offense. Uh, and that, that's not to say the other receivers are bad, but it's yeah. you know it's a transition. But apparently there's minimal transition for A.D. Gene. So I think he's a breakout candidate. Uh, safety R.J. Moten from Michigan. I hear he could be a starter day one. Yeah. Cameron Jackson, defense alignment from Memphis. So, so Florida, I think, got some real impact coming into the team. Those are my three. But give me Andy Gene to lead the way. Is there uh, anybody maybe on – I know that offensive line, they lost another one. Uh, but yeah. is, do you see maybe someone on that on that front five emerging, somebody you maybe got your eyes on? Yeah, one guy I'm curious to watch, Shane, Damian George from Alabama. Yeah, Apparently, uh, according to Cole Kublik, I mean, Nick Saban was like devastated to lose George here. So, <laughs> hey, if Nick Saban's mad about it uh, – Punching his be- pillow at night. <laughs> God bless America. <laughs> So uh, I, that's that. Cole didn't quite say that, but I. But but he he did talk about how how much Nick Saban liked him. So uh, yeah, I, I think that's one to keep your eye on. Uh, Micah Mazuka from Baylor, the guy that's banged up. We'll see how how early he can go, but he's another one. I mean, their their entire offensive line is going to be retooled. <laughs> I just keep thinking Saban punching a pillow now. <laughs> Uh, damn you! (laughs) (laughs) All right, for the Georgia Bulldogs, Shane, again, we're not doing quarterbacks. Otherwise, I think Carson Beck would just have been a slam dunk, easy answer. So I'm going a little bit different. And it may even be unfair to say Dominic Lovett. That's kind of the guy I want to go with. Yeah. Because I think he'll blow up. But we we all know who he is. He did so well at Missouri. So... Maybe we don't even count him, even though he will be a huge player for the for the Bulldogs. I like, and this is from Rusty, you know, the source of Georgia athletics, Lawson Lucky, the tight end. They just, Darnell off to the NFL. They got Brock Bowers. They got Oscar Delp. Well, they got another star in the making here, and Lawson Lucky. They love their tight ends down there at Georgia. Yeah. Shane. I think uh, I think they go three deep again with outstanding tight ends this year. Oh, lucky. Yeah, I, I, I like that, man. And, and, you know, he got me excited talking about that. I mean, what what other school are you going to talk tight ends but Georgia right now? <laughs> and the fact that you're talking about the third one on the roster being a huge <laughs> impact, that's, that's craziness. But it is a recipe that worked last year. So, does it work, work again this season? Is there anybody on the defense you're looking at? Mm, defense? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, they got some outstanding uh, linebackers here that are that are true freshmen coming in. Uh, but again, Georgia's just so damn deep at defense. Yeah, I mean, it's hard fair. for a guy to come in day one and make an impact. You know? Yeah, yeah. And they didn't. I don't believe they added any transfers on the defense because they didn't have to. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> huh? Must be nice. <laughs> you know that one thing I do like about. Georgia, say what you want. The, the schedule, it's it's easy and it's a cakewalk and all that stuff. There's going to be plenty of games that we're in the third, fourth quarter, and we're we're actually getting to see some of these young kids start playing the next generation of 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 the Bulldogs. So 
But, but I say all that, say this, you know, when you talk about the next, that's where you're going to see a lot of that with Georgia. There's going to be ample opportunities for young emerging stars to kind of get some of that, that play. And next thing you know, take a leadership role. You never know. They start doing well week three, week four. They may find themselves in a starting lineup. Mm-hmm. All right. How about for Kentucky, Shane? Again, it would have been easy slam dunk to say Devin Leary. That He's an obvious one. Could have even went Ray Davis, but yeah. considering he's been in the SEC for two years at Vanderbilt, I didn't even go there. I'm going left tackle Marquise Cox from Northern Illinois because we, hell, every time we talk about Kentucky, Shane, all we talk about is they got to get that offensive line right. And if mm-hmm. they can bring in a guy, he's not obviously not going to put up any stats because he's an offensive lineman, but if he can solidify that offensive line and take Kentucky's offense to that next level – uh, the, the biggest impact, regardless of how many touchdowns Devin Leary has or Ray Davis has, the biggest impact will be that massive left tackle, Marquise Cox from Northern Illinois. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you, from an outsider looking in, Barry and Brown, that's my dude. That's the yep. one I've got circled because I think he is going to be such a utility knife for, for Cohen. There's going to be so many different packages. They're going to have him incorporated. He's one of the fastest people I've ever seen in my life. So I, that's another one outside of Kentucky. You've probably never heard of the kid, but keep your eye on. Right, and some people, Shane, I've heard him say, well, you know, two years ago when they were so good, that it wasn't Cohen. It was Wandale Robinson, which, yeah. I mean, hell, he was a second-round pick, so I'm not saying he, that they could be right. But I think – I think Barry and Brown could be that next Wandale Robinson. Yeah. So I don't think there is a, a massive drop off uh, with with Liam Cohen year two or or time two with Kentucky. If that makes sense. Yeah, there'll there'll be some wildcat in there. There'll be there'll be plenty of you know exciting new plays that you ain't seen before. So I, Kentucky should be excited for that. Right. How about for LSU, Shane? I'm going linebacker Omar Spates, the transfer from Oregon State. He was all Pac-12. I think he's the all-time leading tackler in Oregon State. And I read somewhere where had he played at LSU his entire career, the stats that he has, he'd be like top 10 all-time LSU tackles. <laughs> so, I mean, this guy's a tackling machine. And the fact that you're putting him next to Harold Perkins, you're putting him behind Mason Smith and Makai Wingo, two potential All-Americans. I mean, I, th- I think Spates is going to be a game wrecker for LSU. So give me the linebacker, Omar Spates. And I uh, another one to keep your eye on, they need some help at corner. They rated the transfer portal, the best transfer portal defensive back class in the country. And the guy, everyone's got circled. He lives up to the potential. LSU could have an elite, elite defense. And that's Denver Harris from Texas A&M, the guy that got kicked off the team, admittedly. <laughs> that's why I'm not putting him number one, because we got we got to see it. Um, Five-star, right. he's got to live. This is, Brian Kelly says this is his final opportunity. That's not what you want to hear about someone you're dependent on having a great season, you know? <laughs> That's usually how Mike starts the show, you know? Like, this is your last <laughs> shot, Shane. You screw up here, you're out. <laughs> All right, how about old Miss, Shane? That's a, this is another one that's almost impossible to nail it down to one guy. But one guy I think they're really going to utilize this year, linebacker Monty Montgomery, transfer from Louisville, just a, a complete game wrecker, and they need help obviously, on the defensive side of the ball at Ole Miss. And then I have to mention the two guys. We we talked at length about these guys, but transfers Zakai Franklin from UTSA 
and mm-hmm. Trey Harris from Louisiana Tech. I think they could be their two leading receivers this year. I really do. So you could easily talk me into those guys, but uh, we we all know it's the Junkin show on offense. So I think Monty Montgomery is, is the best answer for the the biggest impact for the Ole Miss defense. Well, I'm glad you, you brought up Junkins. It, you know, he didn't do it alone last year. And I don't expect him to, you know, to do it alone this year. Is there anybody that you've got your eye on in that backfield other than Judkins maybe emerging as that that one-two combo? Well, they still got uh, that guy Bentley. You, you see Lee's Bentley? Uh-huh. Who he was a transfer. Everybody on their damn team's a, a transfer. I know. Yeah. Uh, transfer two years ago from from SMU, I think. And he, he's more of the, the scatter back. So yeah. he'll be a nice compliment to Judkins. I think he got banged up last year. We didn't see a ton of him, but he can catch it out of the backfield. I think him and Junkins, that's a lethal one, too. Yeah. All right, how about Mississippi State? First time, Shane, I'm not going to a transfer or a freshman for <laughs> Mississippi State. Xavion Thomas, he was outstanding punt returner. He made a huge play in the spring game. When uh, Great throw by Will Rogers. We want to see the ball push down the field more with Mississippi State. I think they're getting it out of Xavion Thomas. They're going to need some receivers to step up. I, they got the great Tulu Griffin, another elite, elite, probably the best kick returner in the SEC, if not mm-hmm. the country. So they, they have got some explosiveness at receiver. But I think uh, I think the breakout candidate is Xavion Thomas for Mississippi State. Yeah, I'm with you. I think this is going to be the room that explodes this year. I mean, just just reading what what the coach wants to do, and you got Will Rogers out there. I think these wide receivers is going to be some dudes stepping up, and uh, I'm I'm intrigued because they already had talent. It's just some of these guys are gonna gonna have to play now since we've had some transfer out. And it could have easily said Mike Wright too, Shane. We'll we'll yeah. see how oh, they yeah, utilize that's him. A good one. But I yeah. think he he will be making plays. I don't even know where he's going to line up. And I don't, I don't think they want anyone knowing where he's going to line up. You know what? <laughs> That's it, man. I thought I, I called him like the Antoine Randall back in the day, the yep. Steelers. You just, you never know. I mean, he could come out, he could throw the damn ball. And next thing you know, he can line up receiver. He's one of the fastest people you ever meet. So they're going to find a role for him. Yep. All right. How about Missouri? Shay, you're Missouri Tigers here. <laughs> We're going to need some help around Luther Burden, so give me Theo Weiss, the transfer from Oklahoma. When I went back and watched uh, Spencer Rattler when he was, you know, before he got to, to South Carolina, he was obviously at Oklahoma. When Spencer was the quarterback, I thought Theo Weiss was the best receiver on Oklahoma. So if they can get that guy at Missouri to, mm-hmm. to be a one-two with Luther Burden, huge impact. Uh, I think he he's the most experienced receiver Missouri currently has. And then keep your eye on offensive lineman Cameron Johnson from Houston. He was all-conference. His position coach is now the Missouri offensive line coach, so he followed his coach. He's obviously going to know what that coach wants uh, from his offensive lineman. So keep your eye on those two. And, And if those two hit from Missouri, I mean, I think they could have a really good offense this fall. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. It, it, it can't be a one man show. This is this has got to be a this got to be a team effort on that side of the ball, and they're gonna have to keep the chains moving. This defense mm-hmm. is gonna be good, and they're gonna give you ample opportunity. And I, I think that this offense has got to get the ball rolling. So a lot of that with offensive line and the running back, which you didn't mention, again, Luther can't do it all by himself. They've, we're gonna have to have some help with the 
I think the running game, this defense is yeah. legit. It's going to get, I mean, it's, they're going to give them ample opportunities to perform, but they got to keep this chain moving. And to do that, we're going to need offensive line. We're going to need some running backs, which they've kind of struggled at here lately. Is there, was there any maybe breakout players on that you saw in the backfield there? Well, I'll tell you what, they need one, Shane. I mean, that, that's one of the biggest question marks I got from Missouri with uh, Cody Schrader back and Nathaniel Pete back, two okay running backs. But again, not the Tyler Beatty, Larry Roundtree that we saw first two years under drinking. Yeah. So they need someone to break out. I don't have a name for you, but um, you know, Shane, I I know we're, we're being optimistic. Everyone's going undefeated and all that, but that is one issue I do have with drink, and maybe it's just due to a lack of options, which maybe that's being fair. But it seems like he he's got his guys and he sticks with them. Yeah. And I'm specifically thinking quarterback more than anything. But, I mean, how many people last year were saying, put Sam Horn in a damn game? <laughs> and, and two years ago, it was, uh, you know, they weren't ha- – I mean, they're never happy with the damn quarterback down yeah. there. So, uh, I think Eli's got his guys and he sticks with it. We'll see if that's the case because cause he, he loves Schrader and he loves Nathaniel Pete. So, he may stick with that rotation. But I think you're right. I think they need – they need another. They, what they need is a big time running back if they're gonna yeah. if they're gonna win a ton of games this year. Absolutely, man. All right, how about South Carolina, Shane? Now this one was a, was kind of easy. I thought the five star Nicholas Harbor, six foot five, track speed. I think he runs like a ten three hundred meter something insane like that, <laughs> given his size. Uh, I mean, he could be just an incredible, incredible nightmare to defend for all SEC defenses. I have no knowledge of, uh, you know, what he's like running routes or anything like that. And they signed him as an athlete. People thought he was going to be a tight end. Beamer says he's going to be a receiver to start out with. So, I mean, it's not like uh, they're keeping it simple. That, that's yeah. what they, they keep saying with uh, Spencer Rattler and Dal Log is that they're going to keep it simple. And that's what they did at the end of last year. That worked so well. They're going to have to keep it simple, I would imagine, for this kid because he, he wasn't even there for spring football. He, he got there in the summer. But uh, I cannot imagine Nicholas Harper does not get a ton of touches this fall because they, they need someone to step up. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, there's just no one else like him. No, I, I, I'm with you there, buddy. I, I think I mean, when you think of South Carolina, like best positions they've had or position groups they've had in the past, you know, tied in is one of those that keeps coming up. And they kind of gotten away from it a little bit, even though they've had some dudes down there. But you got him, you got – hell, you could even put Trey Knox on there. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people outside of Arkansas don't really know who Trey Knox is, but I think he's going to be a big part of this offense. So, um, yeah, I think South Carolina makes tight ends good again, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tennessee, Shane, a couple options here that I really like, but the one guy I keep hearing great things about, Dante Thornton, the transfer receiver from Oregon. I'm not calling him Jalen Hyatt because I, I think that's – I mean, freaking Bolitnikoff winner. You can't yeah. bring someone in and say, yeah, he's just the, he's just as good. But catching some of that vibe, Shane, and uh, Josh Heupel just spoke about him today and, and his work ethic there. But I think Thornton's going to be the guy that fills the role that Jalen Hyatt had in this offense. He's got that speed. We, were, we thought Jalen Hyatt would burst on the scene immediately under Heupel. It took him – essentially a season before he exploded so hopefully for Tennessee's case Thornton it doesn't take that long but uh 
man, the buzz, you know, that this is the guy, according to Heupel, the fastest player in the transfer portal. They added Deontay Thornton. Oh, and, and they have that via GPS tracking. So it's not just coach speak. It's literally tracked as the fastest. And uh, another one to keep your eye on, Shane, freshman linebacker, Arian Carter, who I'm hearing great things about him as well. Did you see Hyatt clocked at 24 miles an hour the other day? <laughs> I get you. I get you a ticket in my neighborhood. <laughs> All right. How about your fighting Texas A and M Aggie Shane? I got two good candidates here. I really like the running back Ruben Owens, a five star. Yeah, that's that's what we're missing. I, I know you've made the point before. Do they yell Mont- like Rue? Do they do that? <laughs> Rue. Yeah. yeah. They, gotta, they, they gotta should do, do that, that, right? Yeah. Make that happen. Make that happen down there, Texas A&M. <laughs> they, they got some good backs, but I don't know if they got an elite one. They may have an elite one in Reuben Owens, so keep your eye on that guy. And then uh, Tony Grimes, transfer from North Carolina. They need help at defensive back, specifically corner. Yeah. Uh, I think Tony Grimes, former five-star, played a ton at North Carolina. He's going to make a big impact on that Aggie defense this year. Hmm. I just thinking that them yelling Rue and that I was, I'm going to think it was my idea, even though everybody's already thinking about it. <laughs> All right. Then last but not least, Shay Vanderbilt running back said Alexander. I think that's your breakout candidate, yep. but keep your eye. This You're going to laugh at me, Shane, but, I, but there's logic to this true freshman kicker, Brock Taylor, wow. one of the top kickers in the country, and, Shane, let's call it what it is. I mean, if Vanderbilt is going to pull some upsets, they ain't kicking anybody's ass in the SEC. They're, you know, they're they're barely getting these wins probably. Yeah. It's going to come down to special teams. It's going to come down to kicks. It, they have to excel in areas of the game that others don't. And I guarantee you, Shane, if Vanderbilt wins a couple SEC games, at least mm-hmm. one, I'll mark my words, one of them is going to come from a Brock Taylor – 50-yard field goal and the wind and the rain. It's going to go right through that up, <laughs> uprights. And down goes Georgia. You know what? <laughs> it ain't going to be Georgia, but it'll be somebody. Yeah, you know? Oh, man, Mike. I can see it now. When you, when you put this little clip art later, you know, and you're going to put <laughs> Vanderbilt kicker, they're going to get drugged through the mud, Mike. But you're right. So I mean, there are going to be some barn burners that come down to the wire and may require a – 50-yard kick there at the end. And that I think that would be monumental, and you got to have a good kicker to do that. I like the running back selection because, yeah, our boy's gone, but Vanderbilt runs the ball. That, I mean, A.J. Yeah. Swan's going to be a huge part of that offense, but but Lee loves to run the ball. So they're going to find a dude back there to tote the rock. So I, I think that's a, another area where you're going to find some breakout stars. Mm-hmm. All right, brother. Hey, that's all I got on this episode. You got anything before we hop off the line? No, again, I, I just thinking about all the videos I've saw this week and, and it's like not last year footage. It's not a highlight reel. It's actual practice going on. So I love it, man. They're working it out. I, I this is again, we're football's here, man. It's August. There's football being played in this month. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not two months from now, not three months from now, but this month. We're going to see some college football, so I'm pumped up, brother. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, Shane, I appreciate you. As always, I appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out. Don't forget, hit up that GameTimeSidekicks.com, promo code SEC, 15% off. The link is in the show notes. Please utilize this. 
how pretty yeah. a cup is. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be happy you did. But that's all I got, brother. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go balls. Hey, buddy. This beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the pirate, and the pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.